Hey everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. My name is Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor J.D. Greer, and this is a podcast where we're asking Pastor J.D. challenging questions. Maybe they're theological, maybe they're personal, maybe they're just things that you want to hear his kind of thoughts on. And, and today we've got a question that I know that Pastor J.D. has a lot of experience thinking about, at the very least. And I think it's a good question that a lot of us have to process through, but I know, I know Pastor J.D., you've, you've dealt with this a lot. So uh, the question today is... How do you deal with criticism? How do you deal with criticism? Like I said, I know you've had your fair share. So what have you learned? How do you deal with criticism? Yeah, this is one uh, we've actually gotten, we've actually dealt with a couple times here on Ask Me Anything. I think the previous time we were talking specifically, if you're a, a leader, um, I think it was almost a subtext of criticism that I was getting. Because, uh, I, I mean, yeah, you never know what I, I get. Every once in a while, I realize I get criticized a little bit. Um, but th- this is more of a general, just, I mean, you know, how do you, we all, know the sting of criticism. It can ruin your day. It can make you lose sleep at night. I certainly know that experience of laying in bed till two or three in the morning, just nursing something that somebody said to me, or maybe it wasn't even something they said. Maybe it was just a snub uh, that I, that I got, or I was disrespected or, or something like that. Um, So let me just share a little bit of, of my own kind of strategy, just in reflecting on how God has taught me to to get through this and to get over it. Um, the first thing is just that you got to get over your idolatry of the approval of people. Uh, you know, the, one of the words that, that the Bible uses for idolatry or to apply to idolatry is the word kabod. In Hebrew, it translates to glory, but literally it means weight. And so you're giving something glory. You're worshiping it whenever you give it an undue amount of weight in your heart. And you can do that with the approval of people. Uh, you know, we're all supposed to care about what others think about us. Uh, I'll actually get to that in a minute. It's, it, it, it would be incorrect to say that we're supposed to go through life with no care at all about what anyone thinks about us. But when their opinions, you begin to live by them and you die by them, they've begun to take on a godlike weight in your heart. Uh, and the definition of an idol is when you turn a good thing into a God thing, so it becomes to you a bad thing. And, you know, for a lot of people, criticism is devastating because they live off of the approval and the affection of others. And so when somebody's not happy with you, whether it's your spouse or your parent or a teacher or a friend or, you know, the unnamed faceless public, when you feel like, you know, there's people that are talking about you or people aren't approving of what you do and it just devastates you, you feel like you can't go on. It's that's a good sign that the fear of man has has grown large in your heart. Proverbs 29, 25, uh, one of the verses I've memorized to help me with this. The fear of man is a snare. It will always trip you up. There's a, a great book I, I love. You probably read it 15 years ago by a guy named Ed Welch, When People Are Big and God Is Small. He's like, the problem in, in, in a lot of this for you, the way you deal with criticism is that people are so big in your heart and the God you serve is so, um, is so small. So that'd be the first thing is you got to get over that idolatry. But on the flip side, and this is a, a, probably a, a newer thing I've come to is uh, is not getting callous about what people think. Uh, Tim Keller, I, something he said recently, he was saying for a lot of people, their immunity, the, the fact that they're impervious to criticism, that's actually a sign of a lot of pride in their heart because, hey, they're just so confident they're right. They can never be challenged. I, I'm just so confident that what I'm doing is right. And all you idiots, you don't know what you're doing. Um, or you just, you know, you just, you feel that others are just so far beneath you that you, you're not really, you're not really worried about what they think. And that can come off like some kind of like, wow, that person is really, man, they just, they they got such conviction about what they believe, but it really could be just, could be pride and, and arrogance in that. 
so I think if, if if one side of the ditch is that you care too much about what people say, there's another side that um, you can reveal like, I just think I'm better and smarter. And so you're not really listening to what people say. And so I, I would look for the pride and idolatry on either side of that equation. You know, a, a third principle for me is to always learn, try to learn from criticism. I love, I think I referenced this the last time. I love that story in 2 Samuel 16 where um, David's, you know, traveling down a road in his little royal parade and some guy named Shimei comes out and just throwing dirt at him and cursing his name. And and uh, one of David's you know right-hand guys is like, hey, why is this dead dog? What's he doing cursing the king? Let me go cut off his head. And David's response is not that this guy is, oh, he's no, he's got good motive. It, this guy, he's like, look, maybe, maybe God's appointed this for me for right now. Now, I realize in this story, David's got some guilt complex issues that he, he needs to deal with. But I do think what you're seeing there is a disposition of somebody who's walking with God to say, maybe God's got a point in this criticism. Like many people would say, I, I have learned some of the most valuable things in my life from critics, many of them who approach me with probably bad motives, but they were right. And they told me something that on reflection, after I got over the anger at it, I'm like, there was something good in that for me. It doesn't mean that they're forgiven for the spirit they brought it to me in. Doesn't mean that you know they did it in the right way, or the fact that they didn't see any of the positives and they only saw this negative. But you know, I still want to be able to to learn from it. Fourth thing I think about is I always do try to consider the source. Um, I realize that for a lot of people, um, their criticism of me it, instead of eliciting anger, it might <laughs> what it might ought to elicit is compassion, because I realize that their criticism is really coming out of a just in uh, whether it's unhappiness or arrogance or just being very small, narrow-minded. And I'm not, I don't mean this to sound condescending, but you just, you kind of say, all right, you know, I just want, I want to pray for you because I know that this reveals about you. I know that, I know that a lot of criticism I get, people often assume the worst about my motives or my intelligence um, that I'm using in decisions, you know? And so I, I realize they're not trying to understand me, you know, a, a very, accomplished historian I know said talking about the study of history says to understand somebody is to forgive them and it just means that when you get in somebody's mind you see oh okay well maybe that's why they were doing this or why they made the decision Jeff Bezos the CEO of Amazon says that most workplace conflict could be avoided if people approach each other by saying you know my coworkers are smart and have good intentions if you just assume that up front you know, a lot of conflict will be resolved and I realize that people don't do that with with me they assume that I'm dumb and have bad intentions um, and so I, I just consider that I, I consider the source that people are coming out a lot of times, a, a small view, a skewed view, an untrusting view, something that's doesn't, is not fair to my motives. And that's just how fallen people operate. Their perspective doesn't have to dampen my day because it, it really does come more out of their sinful heart than it does legitimate criticism. I have a handful of people whose opinions I trust, who I know love me, who I know understand my motives. So I give their um, opinions of me a lot of weight. And the kind of the unnamed public, I give that a lot of less weight because they're the ones who don't um, who don't know that. Um, last thing I'll say, I guess this is number five, is I love the little phrase in First John: God is greater than your heart. Does your heart convict you? Do, do your friends criticize you? The opinion of God is is more important than your friends. Does the public criticize you? The opinion of God. I mean, like Paul said, if I sought to please man, I would not really be the servant of Christ. God's got the most weight in my heart. Does your own heart convict you? Maybe you're the one that's the, your own worst critic and you're, you're always everything you do. Nothing's ever good enough. God is greater than your heart because God has declared that you are his. 
You are redeemed in him. You are forgiven. You have a purpose. He has appointed you to good works. He has anointed you and appointed you to become fruitful. You're going to be useful in his kingdom. He's made all these incredible promises about about how he sees you now and about the incredible, um, incredibly useful, gifted, beautiful, talented person he's making you in the future. And when my own heart tells me that I'm no good and I'm a failure and I can't do anything right, well, like John says, God is greater than your heart. And I believe and trust God's opinion of me more than I trust what other people and certainly even my own heart um, says about me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If these 10 or 15 minutes are not enough and you want to hear more from Pastor JD, please tune in to Summit Life with Pastor JD. The Summit Life broadcast is a daily 25-minute program with Pastor JD where he shares biblical truths in a longer format that inspire listeners to have daily encounters with Jesus and His transformative grace. It airs on hundreds of radio stations around the country, but also as a podcast. So if you're listening to this, you can literally find Summit Life podcast right here on the same app, or you can find it at jdgreer.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything.